0: Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast, I'm your boy Tactics.
1: Yo, it's just Darcy.
2: And this is Big Geekumar. How y'all doing today? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing today? <laughs> <laughs> today gay is good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really excited to like have the Geeky Bros together, so I, I kind of slurred and mispronounced. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, no, Darcy, it's wel- welcome Brack, brother. I am hope uh, Cambodia was a great time. and <laughs> I'm not that... I'm not doing great. I'm not doing great. So, is that welcome black? <laughs> <I'm>...
1: <laughs> I, can't, I can't right now. I just can't. So, T, how about you take over while I recover? I am welcome black from Cambodia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, <sorry>. bro, man. <laughs> man, that Colombian air got you fucked up, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
2: high altitude is not my friend right now. Oh, oh man! My. But yeah, welcome back, uh, Darcy, and I hope you had a wonderful
1: travels. Ah, I did, I did, I did. I'm glad to be back and uh, here to talk about all kinds of stuff. And there's one of the items you had sprung on me just before the podcast. I've been combing over and preparing. I'm looking forward to getting into that. <laughs>
2: yes, I, I felt that Dar- tactics can't be the only person that I spring stuff on at the last second before our show.
1: So that's just that's just universal with everybody.
2: Exactly. Equal opportunity, asshole. (laughs) All right, so uh, we might as well jump into our uh, first topic of today. So we are going to be covering a great deal of geeky news. Uh, And the first set is going to be focused on an oldie but a goodie. Someone that's been really racking up a lot of news cycles uh, lately. Daredevil Born Again. uh, The MCU uh, version of Daredevil, not the Netflix one. Now, the interesting thing about the me saying it's not the Netflix Netflix one is, as of this week, the MCU now incorporates all of – well, actually, sorry, not of, of this week, as of last week. The MCU now incorporates all the Netflix uh, Marvel uh, series, which is Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, and um, – Oh, a Luke Cage. We haven't heard anyone talk about Iron Fist. We kind of <laughs> hope that they don't, because that, like, we all, we all good. We good. We don't need that. Maybe he died and just written off screen or whatever. Or the case be. But the reason why Daredevil: Born Again is in the news today, aside from the fact that we've been hearing that this show has had massive rewrites in order to kind of change up whatever the show was doing before. But also with the inclusion now of the Netflix canon into the MCU canon, it has now been reported that uh, the character of Karen Page and Foggy Nelson, who were played by Deborah Ann Wall and also Eldon uh, um, Henson uh, in the Netflix series, who were said that they were not going to be part of uh, the Daredevil Born Again, have reportedly, it hasn't been officially confirmed, but they have been reportedly approached and have been made to sign on to daredevil born again we don't know what the story is going to be especially now that they're redoing the whole uh rewriting the whole series but what we have been told is those two are back and that vincent d'onofrio who is our beloved kingpin is going to be the main villain and also they call him he's going to be the new thanos of the mcu disney plus serieses so uh I was like this there's not definitely need to talk about so uh i, I want I wanna to go to our resident uh naysayer, our our doubter our uh the the man who lost faith in the man who uh with no fear. I wanna hear what our our bro- t- tactics has to say about this <clears throat> string of news.
1: What an intro
0: <laughs> yeah, that was quite an intro. honest. factual (laughs) um let's see what can i say about this i i like the fact that they got the ogs coming back that's that's really intriguing and the fact that all of all of the well the series as a whole from the netflix um franchise is canon which is good because that potentially means that we will get to hopefully see bullseye come back and they can they can finish off where they left off uh i mean that's the hope anyway um so yes this news intrigues me i'm i'm very pleased to hear this this kind of changes my tune in my opinion on born again as as a whole um i'm still i'm i'm still reluctantly optimistic about this um I mean, the fact that they're going back and they're rewriting the script after putting out trash, um, that, that leaves me a little bit hopeful just because they, it, it seems like they want to take this seriously. And they're, they're kinda, Disney as a whole is kind of backed into a corner, and so they really have to deliver some heavy hitters in order to get back on the great the fans. So, you know, based on the news that's been coming out with all of this so far, this, this is good. This is good. Let, let, let's hope that it continues down this road and we get some more good news and potentially a really good looking trailer. Yes.
2: Uh, Darcy, how about you? What do you think of all of this?
1: Um, It's funny you call taxes naysayer because over the holidays, I honestly just came out of a feeling like I have no faith in MCU anymore. <laughs> like like I would just like leading into the holidays like what's the show that was coming out over the holidays it was echo and and and, oh yeah still I forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) so all I see on TikTok is for what if is like everyone's just mad about too much um what I forget her first name Carter um I like the Carter stuff
2: I yeah. will say that they are leaning in hard on her because they know that they, that's their it's like them leaning in on, hard on Loki.
1: Yeah it was more that everyone's like mad about the fact that it's like where is Sam Wilson <laughs> like like this like we've had a whole arc for this woman and we haven't got the person who's taken over the actual shield. Uh, I hear that and and the last fight scene we got from him was subpar um like but that was like i'm not saying he did a subpar for it was like a mix of like the choreo and the actual editing of it It was like yeah it's like oh here's this impenetrable shield that you're just gonna make feel like a toy for the first time in the entire series um so yeah and then echo and i just saw some clips of some fight scenes and i was like nah, i'm not watching the show i'm sorry like it just it just looked like no I'm I'm, I'm I'm so and then i'm hearing all these different stupid decisions and yeah they were coming back to the point that like yay we're gonna like bring it all 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 the netflix stuff and i'm like i don't know i just if it just sounds like people are just trying to like make up for all their mistakes and there's more mistakes to be made so i'm just kind of at a place where i'm not like super excited about the about the mcu because i'm just like i feel like we just been on on a train of trash and i don't know when we're gonna get off of it so but but on this note because when you're talking something popped in my head so i want Hmm. i I have a question for both of you okay? okay um because you were talking about bringing the netflix shows back but one that happens to be absent in that conversation rightfully so and so tactics I have a question for you, Mm -hmm. which would you rather rewatch iron fist or Thor love and thunder?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough question because one is significantly longer than the other
1: well let's just say an equal amount of time okay whatever equal amount of episodes matches up with the movie and umar that's not the question i have for you so you just hold oh, on uh... okay okay
2: okay okay, <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. So, so i have a i have a counter question
0: before i answer that can i <laughs> that's fair <laughs> can can i can i choose which episodes to watch on iron fist or do i have to watch them in sequential order <clears throat>
1: Can Ooh, you choose the editing of Thor Love and Thunder?
0: Because <laughs> I, cause, saying, okay. <laughs> those are <'Cause> facts. Put, <laughs> put it this way like, if I can, if I could just choose a random episode, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Iron Fist and just choose the ones with three episodes. With, with, Call three, me it three, three most.
1: episodes. <laughs> but like any three episodes? That's okay, fine. Any three episodes since you're begging for it. Yeah, I feel that the answer was already kind of given in that response. <laughs> then, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with with Iron Fist. That's impressive. So, Umar, my question to you is: Iron Fist or Secret Invasion, their entirety? Do 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 do. <laughs> oh, do. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm. Oh, mm. I'm, mm.
1: See, i knew that was gonna be harder <laughs>
2: oh uh, okay i i think i'll <sighs> okay i'm i'm gonna say iron fist because because secret invasion while there was better acting and dialogue it just hurt more because they like they like Hacked away at things that you loved. Iron Fist just was shitty from the beginning, so you, you could just like have popcorn, and like I can attempt to turn my brain off the way Tactics and you keep telling me to, and like just eat the popcorn and just like, it, I'll just be like, my life sucks. I'll just eat I'll just watch the show. Hey, versus...
1: like like Tactics rightfully pointed out, Colleen's in that show. Okay, so there's there's something good to it. Okay, <laughs> but on on the, on the flip side, it's basically like if a bunch of kids got together and tried to make their version of Karate Kid and just put it on YouTube. (laughs) So all in all, you're both saying that you love Iron Fist. All right, moving on. Next section. (laughs) Negro, please. (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, played well timed yeah (laughs) Uh, okay
2: i will say in terms of uh my thoughts on uh this recent set of news for the daredevil board again is that i find this encouraging I will say surprisingly that uh, tactics and I seem to be on relatively on the same page when before Darcy, you and I were on relatively the same page, but like you guys have swapped, Uh, which is is, uh, both interesting and also good because uh, we all should be changing our positions until we finally get the results and then we can like see for ourselves. But uh, for me, I am hopeful. Uh, I think echo, I still have uh, to like finish echo, but uh, I think echo is a, how should I put this? Like kind of like a a nervous step in the right direction. Mm. Because like the, uh since Disney's like definitely going into a new direction than they've ever done before, they're like, okay, let's go, let's go mature. And it's like so so you're gonna go mature yet? Again, I've only watched the first two episodes. Uh yeah. maybe it gets better. Uh, but I will say that it's not a bad show. Uh and it's not an offensive show. Uh, In many ways, it's, like, so, again, this is just two episodes in. It feels okay. It's not a bad show. It's just an okay show, which I guess is a better direction. But at the same time, it feels unsure of itself. Because they're trying to do new things. You can tell they're trying to do new things. But it's guarded. So, uh, it's like uh, um, us three going on a balance beam. Tactics, you're going to, like, fly right past that. You're going to be like, just like being like, yeah, I got this, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be like nervously walking on that balance beam until the end. Everyone's going to be like, okay, he did it, but he was nervous as fuck. While the other two actually know what they're doing. So I can't fault Echo. Now again, I need to. It's finish so hard it. on yourself,
0: bro. Well, yeah.
2: it, it <laughs> did happen one time, so that's why I'm putting it that way. Uh, it, it's not like I'm uh, pulling it out of the air. Nonetheless, I just feel the echo... balance
1: beam. You might be pulling it right up air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't let that go. <laughs> this is why we missed
2: you, bro. But uh, uh, I, I just feel the echo is the, a step in the right direction. Just a guarded one. And it's very obvious it's guarded one. So like they need to be just they got to commit. Uh, even if they fall flat but I guess they're afraid of falling flat at this point
1: but anyway I think they right uh, so yeah yeah I mean your description yeah. just makes me want to Cnn that whole thing like I just have no desire to watch it. I'm, I'm like, someone just give me a YouTube like explanation of the, uh, of the whole season. I'm, I, oh I'm...
2: man, we haven't used CNN in a while. <laughs>
1: like I'm just, I need, I need this whole thing in like four minutes or less. Like I got don't, I don't time for it. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our next topic,
2: which is having to do with our resident new, uh actor turned stuntman. Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise uh, has been in the news quite a bit lately and it is both in what we thought it would be and also not what we thought it would be. The first one is we all expected, given how well Top Gun uh, 2 was received both uh, commercially and also uh, critically, they obviously greenlit a third one. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him now because he no longer can be a test pilot. And But like knowing Tom Cruise, he'll figure out something. He'll find someone who can teach him something to do with airplanes and he'll just be like, let me get in that cockpit. But on top of this, like I would say like literally a day later, we received information that Tom Cruise has signed a new deal with Warner Brothers. He has predominantly been working with, I think, paramount yeah i think so yeah uh uh, because like that's where he did um top gun and also i think uh the the mission impossible franchise is also uh paramount but nonetheless uh he has apparently signed a deal a new deal to develop and produce theatrical films with warner brothers discovery this is going to be a mix of original content and also franchise building with tom cruise Uh, Not just producing, but like being in front and center, Uh, as in like the main, the lead actor. So, (laughs) my thoughts on this are Warner Brothers must be so damn happy, given the shit that they've been under, really. Both with the DCEU, uh, with uh, a lot of very negative uh, business decisions being flagged, uh, and also just finally catching a break in the sense of tom cruise is pretty much solid in terms of bringing us content but i wanted to know what you guys thought so Dars, let's start with you man like what do you think of these tom cruise announcements are you excited for them are you surprised by them
1: i mean um it's good it's good for 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 tom cruise uh it seems like it because i mean He probably wouldn't sign it if the check wasn't, right? Um, Right. The guy's been around long enough. He, you know, I mean, he had a whole movie where he said, show me the money. I think the guy (laughs) probably knows the thing or two, Um, but um, on top of that, like from WB's perspective, they need somebody who's going to bring in consistent cash, right? Like they they fundamentally are in a place where they need that, you know, and so um, having um, that consistent vehicle that he'll he'll provide sounds good and likely they're going to allow him to do certain things um, that he obviously would want because he wouldn't sign a new deal if he's not going to get it. I know that right. he created his whole production company uh, at one point because they wouldn't let him do stunts. What the hell? What is, is it? Looks like an eye inside the. I, that's the exactly slide. what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are we doing Scientology or something? Anyways, um, <laughs> 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 um, but um, uh, he he created his production company at one point because they wouldn't let him do certain stunts on a movie. So he, you know, he was like very big on on having c- control so he can produce what he wants to to the final product he wants to produce. So. You know, I'm sure that WB is going to allow him to do, you know, certain things. And I mean, if he's working under WB, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in, in DC at some point, even if it was just like a side character just for fun of it, just because it's like you're under the same house, you know. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not expecting him to be like, oh, like a staple superhero character because I just don't quite feel like that's what he would want to do. I don't think he'd want to get himself locked into anything long term, but I could totally actually you know thinking about this I could totally see something like James Gunn pulling him in to be the most ridiculous character if Tom Cruise like d- doesn't take himself too seriously and just puts him in something it's just like what he's <laughs> just, just just for the laugh of it and there's like all right cool it was like he just happened to be on set that day like he just he he happened to be next door we just asked for 15 minutes you know put him in a costume call today um but uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm overall like um, you know pretty uh like this seems like a good thing overall for me. Okay. T? Yeah,
0: I agree this thing this seems like it's a good thing. Um I really enjoyed uh Top Gun Maverick and it, I'm I'm curious to see what they would do with uh Top Gun 3. Um whether or not it's necessary. Uh I I don't really know, but I mean, I'm open to it. I mean, they they did a lot of things um different in the second one than they did in the first law uh, with obviously the advancement in technology. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, Tom Cruise, like he, I, I feel like he's found his lane in terms of like the type of movies that he's, he he's done. I like, I read somewhere, I think it was, uh, Mickey Rourke. Who was, uh, there was like a post where he, he went on record of saying that Tom Cruise is like, is like a one trick pony, like, or a one note actor or whatever given he like is, I mean, well, I mean, okay. As of as of now, yes, I agree. Um, I mean, he had he had some other stuff that he was in, like he did like interview with a vampire and uh, and uh, a bunch of other stuff before he kind of like started getting into the action genre. And then he, I guess, he really liked it, considering that he's such an adrenaline junkie that he kind of just found his lane and stuck with it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's like my, it's like our guy uh, Jason Statham. He he knows. He knows where his lane is, and he stays in that pocket. And there's nothing wrong with that. And We still enjoy those movies, and just like we still enjoy um, a lot of the Mission Impossible movies and the Top Gun movie. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be good. So, we'll see.
1: On that note, I actually put – this is going to sound interesting, but um, Tom Cruise in the same boat as um, – oh, I can't think of his name. Who's the director of um, – all the biggest movies of all time um avatar oh what, james cameron james cameron and mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is james cameron wanted to go find the titanic so he made a whole damn movie about it right <laughs> tom cruise wants to get in an airplane so he just goes and makes a movie about it right? like yeah. he just if he, he they their their lane is like whatever they're really interested in his lane yeah. just happens yeah. to be narrow focused <laughs> in movie creation where like James Cameron will make completely different things, but it's just because the guy like wants to explore an idea that he has, and then he's like, "What if things came back from the future and were robots and destroyed us all?" Um, like <laughs> that, that seems interesting to yeah. I was make a movie about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I feel like you you basically sa- make the sacrifices early in your career and just kind of do things for like the Oscar buzz to the point where you make a name for yourself, and then when you reach high level status, then you can basically just do whatever the hell you want and. Like, embark on the projects that you're actually interested in, and you're not doing it just for an Oscar Mm. nomination Mm. or whatever. You're doing it because of, like, the joy of the
1: actual project. Yeah. Go, Go on. So i had one one more thing please, i, I, I want to get up before i forget it um when it comes to Top Gun, i actually had a theory when i was uh on a plane uh like between Cambodia or something, whatever um that i was thinking about what that third film was gonna be because i think i was talking to my partner and it's like what would that be and um i I have, a, I have a real feeling i know where where he's gonna take this he's gonna do the same thing as rocky with creed and <laughs> pass it on to the younger one so he'll move himself up into more in the office and he'll find a way of doing something Mm -hmm. um or maybe he'll kill himself off at some point but like more to the point of like i think it's about passing on the the legacy Mm -hmm. and creating like creating franchises as was said in the thing so you could really build a big franchise over top gun you just don't need to keep tom cruise around forever and if you do that then you really build out you just and i think um uh, what's his name? Teller's character would be the one because it was the whole history from the first film into this <clears throat> film. So what happens going forward? Right. Right. And and he kind of plays the same role as Creed. So I, that's where I think it's going to go.
0: My, my only concern with that is that like and you make a good point, Darcy, it's just um, with the Rocky franchise, they they had like several movies that built up with Rocky as the character first. Whereas we've only had now just two movies with 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 uh, Tom Cruise, right? So if they do that in the third film, I think that would be too early. I think maybe they have to build up a little bit more with Tom Cruise, provided that he wants to stay on the franchise for a little bit longer. Or just kind of like similar to what you were saying about how <clears throat> eventually he takes a back seat not necessarily dies, but like, you know, he's um, he becomes more of a mentor. But he's i I think they still need to give him a lot more to do in that regard and build up his character a little bit more um in order to pass the baton on to someone else and have us care about it the same way we did with like rocky and creed
1: yeah and and i don't think and i didn't mean to elude the idea like it would all happen immediately because i could totally see where it's he starts to to instead of it being like there's like this big gap and then Creed gets mentored by Rocky immediately there's more of a like slow hand passing that's mm-hmm. happening cuz mm-hmm. like we finish we we finish off some big arc with Tom Cruise's character and he goes more to the background and yeah. the other one's coming more to the foreground but that could also happen through whatever events that Tom Cruise is required to do in the third film forces him to have to pass the baton, say into the fourth film. Right. Mm -hmm. But he then shifts into pure Rocky mentor position and out from like the front line, so to speak. Yeah.
2: I will say that like, uh, I've said this before, like as long as Tom Cruise continues to like risk his own life to entertain us, I'll go see his (laughs) movie. Uh, and, and like, and honestly, uh, I liked what he, uh, I think it was uh, <clears throat> you who said the tactics. Like I like the fact that like Tom Cruise has done his artsy uh, like actor related stuff. Like I, I loved him in uh, the Last Samurai. Oh, actually, I, I liked the movie the last time, right? I loved him in the Interview with the Vampire, but that was more like an ensemble cast sort of situation. Mm-hmm. I thought A Shut was a weird one. Uh, and Magnolia, uh, I was too young to watch it to really appreciate it. I should probably rewatch re-watch it.
0: But he, like, vanilla like, Sky? Sorry? Have you seen Vanilla, vanilla Sky?
2: Vanilla Sky, yeah. Yeah, vanilla, yeah. I, I, I still hold the Vanilla Sky was overrated, but to be fair, I watched it like five years, eight years after uh, everyone had watched it. So for me, I was kind of like, I heard a lot of buzz about it. Then I watched it,
0: I was like, That was me with the first Top Gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) And here we are.
2: But, like, yeah, like, Tom Cruise has kind of, like, decided, like, he's done his dues, but he wants to keep making fun movies for himself. And Mm -hmm. go for it. Like, Mm -hmm. we all watch the Mission Impossible movies. It makes no sense uh, on most of any level. But, like, we're still there for, like, the stunts. Uh, And same with Top Gun. Like, I will say Top Gun uh, Maverick was – had a little bit more heart than I was anticipating, and yes, that they basically replicated uh, the the 80s in the modern fashion without, like, oddly enough, without keeping any of the toxicity uh, or like the cringe uh, moments uh, in uh, the original. Uh, in the original, but I, I am looking forward to see where he'll take Top Gun 3. Uh, he does have a tendency of being able to entertain. In regards to uh, what you said, uh, Darcy, uh, regarding him and Warner Brothers, I definitely see James Gunn being like, "Oh, uh, Tom, you're on set right now. Do you want to do a cameo?" And he'll be like, "Yeah, okay." And like he could be like, I don't know, jor Like he'd be, he'd be like the Russell Crow uh, of like Man of Steel, and play with, like Jor-el for uh, David uh, Sweat. And like I'll be like.
1: <laughs> I'm okay not, with this. <laughs> that, that's not quite where I, I'd want to go for, with it because it's like David Quartz is <laughs> like six foot five. The other one is like five foot six. Like, really? like it's like, dude did mom cheat (laughs) (laughs) like uh uh, i I feel like there's a uh, like i I meant like a smaller lesser important one-off character kind of like how he did with suicide squad where just like like a a, a ensemble of things just like throw a random random person in there also kind of like how with um uh ryan reynolds with uh deadpool how like they use like brad pitt and you're like you're like what right like for a shot like that kind of thing where you're like tom
2: okay. cruise what move on <laughs> yeah okay all right I, I was thinking more like uh just like because yeah it, i i was uh, i started thinking who, who in the dcu he could play but that's uh probably a little too much uh uh thinking uh in that regard but uh Mix yeah, so yeah, Pit- Pit- about- hmm?
0: mr mixel pitilic or wow you say his name
2: yeah oh my god that would be something. If he did that, <laughs> it's like, I'm, I've am i accepted that I'm a short man. <laughs> <laughs> right? and it's like, that, someone went to therapy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, oh, man, now you said that I want that.
1: Now I'm going to look through, like, Batman Rogues Gallery for, like, he, he, you know. I don't want him in
2: Batman. I want him in, like, one of the extended
1: stuff. Like, I want
2: him to be, like, one of, uh, like, how he could be Sinestro
1: uh okay yeah i mean we're thinking like full roles now for sure that, yeah i know yeah. i know
2: we, uh, we, we've gone away from our cameo stuff but like you got you, got, you put it in my head and, and like that like, it just grew into uh something interesting but nonetheless i i will say that i am warren brothers needed this win I, like this is a win no matter what people say this is a guaranteed win on their behalf they need the money uh or say they need the revenue and also i'm interested to see what kind of new franchises he's going to make with mm-hmm. him as the star uh clear like he's he's like in his 60s now so like uh i mean um Liam Neeson has proven that you can still be an action hero in your 70s so he's still got another 10 years left but i don't know how much he could be running at that time uh, but uh, we shall see. I, I, I do find this news rather interesting. Uh, and I'm just going to do a quick shout-out to Ron R., who decided to uh, follow up our uh, comment section, saying that Iron Fist, don't do it. I hear you, but like Darcy put us in, uh, between a rock and a hard place. We, we really didn't have much of a choice. Uh, the next one is, I have not watched Secret Invasion, but, man, you sh- you have to be drunk to watch Iron Fist. Again, you're not wrong. And I essentially said that. (laughs) I I, I would have to, to some degree, have some impairment to rewatch Iron Fist as a series versus Secret Invasion. But Secret Invasion just hurt. Then she's like, uh, it's like Sharknado. You watch it for entertainment, dot, 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 drunk. (laughs) I feel Iron Fist hurt, (laughs) Ronard. Like This feels
1: triggering. (laughs) You, you, on that on that note of like watching something in an impairment uh you ever remember the movie it was like kung pao or something kung pao chicken it was like it was like a parody of chinese oh, martial arts films yeah and it was like a really bad one I um that. I, when i was like in high school this movie came out so like like a long time ago right well we we're all in high school but when i was in high school i watched it and my friend and i we were like we were like hanging out eating like candy and pop or whatever and then we like for some reason i don't remember what happened but we end up seeing like three o'clock in the morning and that's when we decided to put it in But you know when you're starting to fall asleep and you're like half awake oh it was amazing because there was like scenes where it's like a cow gets on its hind legs and, and does karate oh yeah it's it's a horrible film it, it is like um a scary movie like like making fun of scream oh okay yeah that kind of like parody anyways yeah that's a uh, yeah that sharknado iron fist they're all in the same category for me (laughs) oh okay okay
2: (laughs) all right then um all right so moving on uh, to our next topic which is very much in line to what we were just discussing so uh i'm not sure if he's in sharknado is he is jason statham in sharknado i don't
0: know he's in the Meg. he's in the
2: Sorry, he, that,
1: that that was a real downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: So, um, we have talked about uh, an upcoming movie uh, called The Beekeeper that uh, stars Jason Statham. So much so that we decided to spend a, a half an episode uh, on our podcast doing Jason Statham uh, elevator pitches for future movies. I was on Rotten Tomatoes uh, earlier this week uh, trying to think of any kind of like topic. And I came across uh, the reviews for The Beekeeper. And let's just say that I was rather surprised with uh, the critical response and the audience. Well, not so much the audience response, but definitely the critical response. So I expected this movie to be at best a 40%. It got seventy one by critics, mm. and the audience score, which I'm not surprised in, gave it a ninety four percent. And the the critical <laughs> consensus, I should say, for The Beekeeper is uh, in under Rotten Tomatoes, cheerfully under uh, under sorry, cheerfully undemanding and enjoyable retrograde. The Beekeeper proves that when it comes to dispensing action thriller justice. Statham hasn't lost his stink. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, audience uh, uh, critical uh, uh, census is fast-paced and full of action. The beekeeper delivers everything Jason Statham fans will be looking for. So I'm going to say this is a breath of fresh air for me. Uh, and I forgot about this little fact, but the movie is directed by David Ayer.
1: <clears throat> oh,
2: yeah, Why didn't so we lead with that? <laughs> I, I felt that it was a nice uh, little cherry on the top of the cake I just uh, made.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like, why aren't they advertising that more? That's more interesting oh. to me. <laughs> like, I'm like David Ayer. I, I'm always been a fan of David Ayer, and I'm even a f- Dan of David Ayer when even when, when WB screwed him over. Um, like, that didn't yeah. change my opinion one bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, that that's more intriguing. By the way, that that movie review missed a couple of good pun lines, like you know, buzz your way over to the movie theater and you know, <laughs> like like honeypot or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: Well, nonetheless, I am wanting to hear what my bros have to say about this. So T, what are your thoughts on the reviews of David Ayers
0: and Jason Statham's The Beekeeper? Well, I'm not I'm not super surprised uh, mm-hmm. because as of late, uh, uh, quite a uh, quite a few of um, Jason Statham's movies have been doing pretty well. I mean, not exceptionally well, but, like, uh, well-received considering the type of movies that he's generally a part of, minus, of course, um, uh, what's it called, the 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 latest Expendables movie. I heard that was not very good at all. I didn't even, I just, I missed it, so uh, I don't, I can't we'll speak be- on it, <clears throat> but... I saw um, somebody
1: watching on the plane, it looked like trash. Yeah. It, it, it was all over-the-shoulder shots, like, the action was just, like, face shots. It was, it looked, it looked boring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and I heard they killed off Stallone in like the first ten minutes, so yeah, I heard that too. And <clears the throat> Megan Fox like took over the expendables afterwards. Yeah. I was like I'm like I'm not sure if I want to
2: watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, um
0: oh, Lord. But yeah, in regards to the, the the way it's been received, I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, Jason Statham, like say what you will about some of the movies that he's been in, the man has charisma and he can he can carry a movie. Like he's proven that on several occasions. Uh, super entertaining. He he's always going to deliver some top not top notch action. Um, and so above all else, you you know you don't go to his his movies for a storyline. You go there for some kick ass action and to be thoroughly entertained with some cheesy but like Humorous one liners, and you know, that's going into this. I'm gonna watch it on Sunday, and going into this, I I, that's what I anticipate to get from this movie. And it's by the sounds of it, based on the other reviews, sounds like I'm gonna get exactly that. So I'm good, man. I'm happy. Yo, I
2: cannot wait for you to uh, give us uh, your review (laughs) of this movie. Mm. How about you, Darce? What are your thoughts?
1: I mean. Mm Once you said seventy-one percent, and then you said David Ayer, I, I actually started looking at movie times. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that for like, this whole review. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm gonna talk to my lady after this and be like, I don't I don't think we can do it tonight because we're both dealing with like jet lag still. And then like the the, the first the first showing that's closest is near me is seven fifteen, and I'm like, we're still in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one's nine fifty-five, and I'm like, I already feel. It's like i'm gonna sleep through it so um but yeah i'm, I'm, I'm thinking we'll be like hey you want you, you want to go to watch a movie this weekend so and she loves State and she loves like action films so i'm like you know just like a, a quick popcorn film so I, i'm in like you know and worst case scenario i'm gonna stream this thing but uh <laughs> on best case scenario i get to go see it in the theater uh, i hope you guys are able to go
2: watch it together that way you guys can do it out of the theater reaction
1: Huh? Oh, yeah. Fair. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know about that. You don't got you don't got to put like a whole thing out there. You know, we don't <laughs> know who everybody's plans. You know? Like, me, I, I, maybe Taggy's need, Maybe Taggy's got some private alone time plan. You're out here trying to slide us in the DMs. Like, relax. <laughs>
2: oh uh, well. Okay. Then I look forward to having a segment next week. Uh, reviewing the Beekeeper. I will. I'm gonna see if uh, Columbia has the movie playing. Uh, uh hopefully they they they
1: currently. Oh. Uh, I, I guarantee you they do because they were advertising it in Cambodia and I'm I'm sure. Really? Yeah, do you not remember I sent you guys a picture in the group yes, chat because yes, it was written it in Khmer is. and I just thought it was interesting looking at at it in in, in a different language and the okay, fact that it was also right. all the way in, in in Cambodia. I was like, oh okay, this film is definitely being released everywhere for sure.
0: Yeah, but right. Umar, you still have to watch Saltburn. So Saltburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Nah, stars. We'll talk about
1: this. Later. <laughs> I can't, I can't hear it for a third time. I can't
2: hear it for a third time. T-, 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 t. We can't. We
1: can't do this to me. Come on. I'm. i definitely interested to know what, what "saltburn" <laughs> means. But the title of that sounds like "paint dry," but I don't know. <laughs> just, just the way that it sounds.
2: Let's just say that like it's a movie that came out that a tactic saw that is messed up, and he and he explained how it was messed up, and then he explained to another friend of ours, of ours while I was in the room. Why it was messed up and i was like i don't want to go watch this but he was like yo yo go take your girl i was like i'll propose it not sure i'm going to try to fight it uh but <laughs> might be uh my like you know you want to watch this instead <laughs> but yeah. uh all right moving on to our next topic so i was a little surprised this week when a, a trailer for a movie i had no idea was coming out uh it's with adam sandler and it's from Netflix and it's called Spaceman now I will admit I kind of have missed the Adam Sandler Renaissance now we have uh, we, we always have actors who kind of like change it up in in uh, with how they tend to be going like Chris Evans was like a like a, a light or I should say a weak Ryan Reynolds and then he did uh, a Captain America and all of a sudden started doing all these dramatic roles and started kicking ass um, we also have uh, Matthew McConaughey. He was the rom-com guy. And then all of a sudden, he starts doing all these dramatic roles, and you're just like, damn, okay, get winning some monsters. And also, World of Wall Street, which he really weirded me out in that movie. Uh, and then also, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Joe Taxi <also laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that scene, bro so weird. I was like, what's (laughs) happening right now? I I think that was the one scene that Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't acting in. He just was like, he's just like, yo, what is happening? (laughs) 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 But apparently, and uh, I will say, Tactics, you're the one who kind of made me aware of this uh, renaissance and I had to look it up afterwards. Adam Sandler has also kind of had a bit of a career renaissance and he has been doing more dramatic roles lately. uh, Mostly, uh, on netflix like i knew that he did uh that movie uh punch Drunk glove and yeah. like oh god was that like early 2000s yeah um but like you know uh i always meant to see it but it never really happened however uh netflix has been releasing uh some movies of his uh it um tactics you said it was uncut gems and uh, hustle hustle yeah so apparently i i I knew of these movies like kind of like in the background, but I I was like, oh, I'm not gonna lie, I completely forgot about them. And after you brought it up when I showed you the trailer for Spaceman, I realized, oh my god, these movies are actually highly critically acclaimed and Mm -hmm. also audience loved it. So the trailer for Spaceman came out. I watched it, and in my head, I'm like, when did Adam Sandler start like doing like intensely dramatic roles uh, with like massive amounts of introspection and nuance? and i will say that i was thoroughly impressed with this uh trailer and shared it with uh my geeky bros and but yet they were not as surprised as i was so i'm gonna like i'm pass it to them to see what they think so t what were your thoughts on uh spaceman the trailer
0: uh i'm very intrigued by this movie and like i told you guys off off air um i've been really impressed with adam sandler's um choices and projects and also his portrayal of the characters within those projects. Like, um, and I'm, I'm, what's also equally impressive is, you know, you mentioned like Matthew McConaughey and Chris Evans, and I agree wholeheartedly with like their, their ability to transition into these specific roles, but specifically when a, when a comedian can do that and channel and and channel that drum, that dramatic essence in such a way that you're you, like, you, you forget that the person is, or funny. is from the, is funny or from a comedic background, right. Where it's like, cause not every comedian can do that. And like, you know, for instance, like Kevin Hart, he's got a body of different work and stuff like that. And he's tried to dabble and mix in a lot of different genres here and there. And like, you know, I don't think he's really found his groove yet in terms of his draw, dramatic roles. And, and, like, he's trying to dabble in a lot of different things, and, like, it's just not working. I've always just been more of a fan of his stand-up versus his his movies. But with, like, Adam Sandler and, like, Jim Carrey even, like, I'm super impressed by those guys, their ability to transition so well and so Robin seamless. Williams. Robin, yeah, well, the GOAT, man, the GOAT. Yeah. Um And, yeah, like, with Adam Sandler, I remember watching Punch Drunk Love, and, like, it was, like, like it's, like, a... It, I admit that movie's not for everybody. Some people might not like take to it as as well as others. I definitely was one of those ones that really enjoyed the movie because I was pleasantly surprised. Because I grew up like watching a lot of Adam, Adam Sandler's like like comedy m- movies, and like I was I was a fan. And then after a while, they kind of got really gimmicky and like too campy and shit. And then I kind of fell off. I felt like he fell off. And then yeah. he started to transition into the more dramatic stuff. And then I was like, "Oh man, this dude can actually act." And um, now with this trailer, I mean, it, it, there, it, I feel like there's going to be a lot of like really impactful moments in there, and like like just and the dialogue between him and this supposed like alien or whatever it is. I feel like there's going to be a lot of heavy dialogue in that regard, and it's going to be a very introspective film, which is something that I, I tend to enjoy. So I'm actually looking forward to this a lot because I've, I've enjoyed Uncut Gems. I enjoyed Hustle. And, um, yeah, he, I, I, fi- I I feel like Adam Sandler's found a new wave of uh, a new genre that he's really mastered and he's been bodying so far. So I'm looking forward to this. Darcy?
1: um well i'm totally random no because you said it and made me think of it um going back on the kevin hart statement i agree that like you know or in general with like comedians moving into dramatic roles it doesn't always work but Mm -hmm. they do have a generally when they do do it they do a better they they have an easier time doing dramatic roles going from comedy than dramatic actors do going in into comedy like in the Mm -hmm. reverse but i will say there are three Kevin Hart films that he did dramatic roles that I actually really enjoy. I just want to call them out because I'm like, I I feel like they're like, they're missed by people. Mm -hmm. Um, The Netflix one he did called True Story, which was, Yeah. yeah, which is like him it's like a pseudo kind of meta thing of him of like uh, being a comedian who's really famous, but things go like really sour and Wesley Snipes acts as his brother and Wesley Snipes like absolutely steals every scene with that character he plays. But Kevin Hark freaked me out because it was like, yo, are you trying to tell us something? Are you trying to tell us that you're killing people? Out, out, right? <laughs> you you just, like, feel guilty and you got to do a whole movie about it? Uh, and then the two <laughs> others I want to call out, Fatherhood and uh, The Upside. And The Upside was done with Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, fantastic. So I was calling it out. I, I, f-
2: I felt, okay, so I went in thinking it would be a dramatic role. Also, Brian Cranston is fantastic. But, like, I felt that it was more of a, com- it was, like, more comedic. It, than
1: it I was. Considered. It was. It was a mix. It was a mix. Yes, I felt like there was just yes. like good. There was good stuff in there. Like yeah, if you're talking pure, entirely dramatic roles, no, he definitely still brings uh, elements of himself in there. And by the way, I just gotta say, this picture here is creeping me the hell out.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, okay. I, I hate say, spiders, watch-
1: and these eyes are. Ugh.
2: <laughs> I, oh, we should probably have a trigger warning for anyone watching this. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late.
1: <laughs> I'm arachnophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
2: so uh. I found out the voice of the spider is Paul Dano, aka the Riddler, from the mm.
0: Batman. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's good. Man, he's getting work. Yes. Sorry, uh. Darcy. You were
2: going
1: yeah no um yeah i'm not entirely arachnophobic i'm like i'm like a little bit i'm actually um trip tripophobia i have like it's it's a heart fear uh uh fear of holes anyways i digress <laughs> um uh, if you ever throw a picture up of like crazy yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, alien uh, holes yeah it looks fucking yeah i know what you mean i have that too so- so, so there's um i feel like it's a black thing because like every black person yeah. i know it's like got the same phobia um but there's like a specific plant in asia that like that has this holy thing and i just just it eh, creeps me out even when i think about it i get this like i feel like disgusted yeah we found it in cambodia um mm-hmm. and one person who was like with it she's like oh this is a really sweet plant it starts eating out of it i'm like uh. <laughs> i digress anyways random stories um going back to this adam sandler film and just in general, Adam Sandler has been doing a great job with dramatic roles. I will say that I am less excited about this one. And it's not because of Adam Sandler or that I think this film won't be good or all that kind of stuff. I'm just not the biggest fan of isolation films descending into madness that concept not the biggest thing especially considering like i i am a work from home person and i do actually have a high level of isolation um so just watching that film makes me go like why do i want to make my own isolation at times feel worse (laughs) so uh yeah i'm like I, i think it's gonna be good but i will say I'm going to be like the last person in this to watch it until everybody else tells me I have to watch it. Unless they're like, oh, it was good. And I'm like, great. If they're like, you have to watch it. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll watch it, you know? <laughs> like, so, yeah. It's just like, it's like tactics with like not wanting to watch like sci-fi or something with wizards and stuff like that. <laughs> like, I'm just, it's okay. like, it's not, I'm it's gl- like a subgenre. I'm glad you into. brought
2: this up because this was something I meant to like uh, bring up <laughs> the <that. laughs> It's in space. I know.
0: I know. I, 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 I like, I know. I <laughs> you need to explain this to me, man. Like, I, 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 man, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, man.
1: I don't know okay. what it is. Question, question. Though, no. is it because it's realistic space versus fantastical space? Like Star Trek and Star Wars is fictional, and this is looks an actual person just going space in an actual way that we actually do. So it feels more like a real story.
0: Yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. Cause I mean, I've I've enjoyed certain space m- movies like um... I like Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah but that that that's... that had other stuff going for don't it. Don't really call end, that like... a
1: space film. You don't put that in the same category as Star talking Wars. About? It was you 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 you're gonna say like Gardens of the Galaxy and like Star Trek are in the same group? <laughs> I'm gonna
2: say Gardens of the Galaxy and Star Wars are
1: in the same group. No, I wouldn't put them in the same group. No, no, Star Wars is like a whole. Explore no no it's it's because MCU just makes it too much like it's not the same it's not the same, it's, it's not the same like there's there's overlapping similarities but it doesn't feel like I'm really learning about space when I go into the gardens of the Galaxy it feels like I'm just like at a planet here's a story these guys are fighting these people when it's like Star Wars I feel like I'm That's actually expanding. Bro, you you just you you got me triggered. with trying to say Gardens of the Galaxy it's like a, it's like a space odyssey or some BS. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yo, know, people in the chat, yo, tell Umar you wrong. Okay, let's, let's, let's go back to tactics.
0: I'm have to side with Darcy on this, man. I, like, I don't know, man. I just, just oh, whatever. I, I I'm just, i, I, might. I that that's the reason why I'll, I'll always go to a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but I'm like Star Wars. I'm kind of like, eh. you know, like they're the same thing. They they go to different planets. They do a bunch of hijinks. They get into a bunch of fights, and then they go to, fly off to a different planet. See, that sounds I... like a fun Guardians of the Galaxy movie, but I
1: wouldn't. Exp- I that's not how I would describe a Star Wars film. No, because Star Wars has has a level of more depth related to the actual. Galaxy itself and also has elements that are just like less. Uh, You're gonna say I, that the prequels had more depth? I'm talking about Star Wars as a universe, I'm not saying okay. in specific films <laughs> okay. have massive amounts of depth. It's just like, <laughs> well, Ron,
2: our sides with you guys. She's uh, well, she says, first, she hates birds. Oh right, because uh, you guys were talking about spiders uh, and also other uh, other things. So like, she's saying she hates. Me. Oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, I also uh, and also uh, they are not the same,
1: Umar. Yep, they're, they're just not.
2: <laughs> Why are you never on my side, Ronar? I'm just saying that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um... she's on the side of truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I just, for those of you who, I probably should have done this at the beginning. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Spaceman is a 2024 uh, film coming out from Netflix. It's based off a uh, uh, a novel called Spaceman of Bohemia, uh, and it, it is about an astronaut sent to the edge of the solar system to collect mysterious ancient dust finds his earthly life falling into pieces he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it back together it just so happens to belong to a creature from the beginning of time lurking in the shadows of his ship that looks like a really creepy spider that is the tagline or actually that's the synopsis that i found online so yeah. uh adam said i will say that i am thoroughly intrigued by this uh film I do get what you mean about the isolation uh, films, uh, Darcy. Like they're kind of a hit or miss for me. Like there, some I'm like, oh, th- that's really interesting. Others I'm just like, I don't really want to watch this. This is this makes me depressed. And I have also someone who transitioned to working from home, and I do definitely go stir crazy in my room. So like, yeah, it's it's it can be unnerving. Uh, however, this surprise, I guess the fact that this like, I don't know, this just is intriguing to me. So I, I will say I I will be looking forward to checking this out. Uh, and also, uh, Tactics, your information about Adam Sandler's recent renaissance has made me very much interested in w- watching out Uncut Gems and Hustle. Uh, and I was going back to the comedy comedians going to add uh, to dramatic roles. Darcy, you were the one who brought that point up, right? Um, I will say that I know of one actor who made me really believe and that is absolutely true that you can go that direction a lot easier than you go the other direction and that is sandra oh uh i didn't know this but sandra oh actually started off as a comedian
1: oh and i was either. like
2: yeah so when i heard that i was like wait what and then uh and then i was like oh my god comedians can really do dramatic work because she's awesome
1: Yeah, because comedians are known for taking their depth of pain and then making light of it. And versus, like, if you have not had that experience and know how to make light of it, you know how to only stay in, like, the dark part of it. And so it's just, like, it's a harder transition.
2: Exactly. So uh, for me personally, I will say that I I look forward to uh, watching this film and uh, just uh, taking a look at at a couple of things from our... uh, our comment section, Chris Tari says, it's nice to see a good Adam Sandler movie. We hear you on that, bro. And uh, dot, 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 where he's not vacationing with his friends.
1: <laughs> Pixel. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can miss me in movies like that, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think those are just, uh, as uh, tactics put it with other actors, that's just their way of like getting money so they can do the stuff that they want to do. But... This case is actually the reverse where Adam Sandler does the wacky like films so that he can do the dramatic roles that he wants to. All right, moving on to our our first discussion topic, which is going to be a revisit of an old topic that we had. So in a previous uh, podcast, while Darcy was uh, living large in Cambodia, uh, Tactics and I uh, stumbled upon an Instagram post of an individual ranking Batman films from one to 14. I shared this uh, this uh, Instagram post with Darcy because after the very impressive discussion that Tactics and I had, I I can't leave my geeky bro behind on this one. I definitely am very interested to see how he would put together reorganize this uh, 14 uh, Batman film. Uh, appearances and so Darcy I have shared with you the Instagram post you've seen the list that this Instagram uh, individual has listed the Batman films I would like to know what how would you reorganize the list from 1 to 14 and a follow-up question after that uh, because it's a question the tactics uh, you know spurred on uh, in our last podcast he said which live action depiction of Bruce Wayne is your favorite. And I would hope that you can answer that after you give us your list. So take it away, buddy.
1: Sounds good. So first off, uh, correction here, we're ranking 12. I know the post had 14, but we're excluding two of them that were animated because ah. yeah, we didn't include um, enough of the animated films. So, uh, and, and so um, I also just for clarity, cause I was in Cambodia, Um, I didn't watch any of the podcasts, no offense. Different time zone, all that kind of stuff. Um, So um, I don't know what your guys' rankings are. So I'm just saying I'm going in blind, I'm going in cold, okay? Here, I'm Mr. Freeze right now, okay? So no idea. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, and second of all, um, especially for Umar, disclaimer, some of this is gonna hurt. So. (laughs) Oh, good God um and this was tough this was tough okay so i'm gonna go with what we all know is number one it's the dark knight like there's just no there's no guessing around that i've only watched the film like 70 times in my life so (laughs) um i used to when i was first learning how to code i used to just leave it on a third screen on rerun all the time like like and just literally all day while i was coding it would just be on um so the dark knight um Followed by my new second, the Batman. I'm a big fan of that Matt Reeves uh, universe that he's building. Just the noir of it, just the aesthetic. Um, Yeah, like to me, that's like that's that's just amazing. Okay. Um, And then this is where it starts to get interesting for me because I'm going to start flip flopping all back and forth all over the place. So. I, I really had to struggle with these choices uh, for everything that's coming from this point uh until we get to the end i didn't struggle at the very last one at all um <laughs> <laughs> so um uh next is batman begins i you know really? yeah yeah it's um okay this 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 is a struggle okay because there were other things i kind of wanted to put before it but then i'm like but they're flawed and this is more solid. Um, next is followed by Batman Returns. <laughs> I told you we're just gonna have trouble. Before so, 89. <laughs> yes, it is before 89. I knew this was, I was gonna start hurt you. Because when I was young, so for like you guys watch 89 more than I did when I was young. And sure. I happen to have watched Returns more than you guys probably did. And there was something about Returns that just happened to with the Penguin and Catwoman. Those two characters, just the way it was, really. Um, mess with me, gave me like nightmares, but made me want to watch it. Like it was just really intriguing to me. So for me, in the way that you guys have a special place with 1989, I have more of a special place with Batman Returns. It just is that. It's more of a nostalgic. So it got number four out of out of like that nostalgic part of my childhood. That it's just like it has to be there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the- I time. get that because like cause... You, hear, you hear this guy's tone of voice in me already. I get that. We're like, only when, on four.
2: When we when we rewatched it, Tactics and I were literally like reciting that movie line by line, and you were just like,
1: "Yo!" And I was like, "Why? What's with the popcorn? <laughs> Why was he eating popcorn? <laughs> we, we, this woman's out like, here This man just like slid off and be like in the back like." Pop, pop 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 like don't worry baby i'll be there with you in a second like where did this popcorn come from <laughs> like you know when you know when you have a scene where they forget like how the person looked and they like put the wrong shirt on them and they come back in you're <laughs> like what the hell like it's like there was a whole plot point missing on how this popcorn showed up in this scene because it makes no sense to me <laughs> anyways i digress number five the dark knight rises on the strength of bane i just I'm the film is not perfect, but I like Bing, and I think about that character, like Tom Hardy's character. I think about him, and now this is where it's going to hurt you, Batman, nineteen (laughs) eighty (laughs) nine yo t how you holding up man <laughs> i'm good it's not my list <laughs> <laughs> see i knew tag ain't gonna be offended by none of this stuff <laughs> um yeah because i don't have as much nostalgia as you and the popcorn but no it's, it's <laughs> obviously I, I love it so it's in the top six okay the top six okay. of the 12 okay now next is the snyder cut I just want to see what what Umar is going to do. (laughs) Because I did actually like the Snyderverse. It's not perfect, but I like things about it. Followed by BVS. I mean, let's not forget, Umar, you There's you're,
0: not much left, bro. I, I'm, 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 I'm
1: not angry. I'm not he, going like, what? A, I'm like, okay. Your face looks like you're getting mad because it's on the list. And I'm like, but you you gave me the list. Okay? Don't be mad that it's on a list that you provided me. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, like, just for a call, Right after BVS. Is Batman Forever, okay? Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you see, see how this makes sense now? Because I'm like, I love Jim Carrey, but when I think about the rest of that film, it's it's a struggle. (laughs) So, so like, Jim Carrey is the only good part of that film. It's basically like when I think of that film, the cut I think in my head is called the Riddler.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like Val Kilmer in that.
1: Yeah, I did like Val Kilmer uh, back. but but back then but there's still something that's like that ain't batman that ain't batman you know what i mean like like for your bruce wayne question he on the list (laughs) so like i'm just saying like that tells you everything um after after batman forever is batman and robin (laughs) 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 right um followed by batman the movie because i haven't seen it But underneath all of this is Justice League, the theatrical cut. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just telling you, that's how much I hate this film. (laughs) Batman and Robin is a film I'm watching before Joss Whedon's version of Justice League. Okay. Okay. And I'm watching Batman, the movie, which is an Adam West version. And I hate the Adam West version of Batman. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching both of those. Both of those before you keep bringing out that Whedon cut, because if there is anything that pisses me off as much as Thor Love and and Thunder does for taggings, it is that Whedon cut. Okay. Okay. So there you are.
2: That's fair. All right. All right. Uh, And for the Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah. So this this is not a fun question. I was not happy that you asked me this question at all. I'm sorry. Because none of these people are Kevin Conroy. That's facts. So I I just put three people down, okay? I put three people down that, from, from a Bruce Wayne perspective, that I really like, but I kind of want them all to be t- together, okay? And the order goes like this, and this is kind of my, m- just my order of how when I, because when I think of like the live action versions, they don't match the Kevin Conroy version for me, but they all bring a different flavor and so it goes Keaton Affleck and Bale
2: Affleck beat out Bale interesting okay
1: oh easily for me interesting Mm. but it's a different flavor Mm. see I like Bale because when I think of like him doing the playboy (laughs) side and then doing other things yeah he did probably the the best version keaton did a good playboy in a campy fun way that i also love to think about and then affleck did a completely different take that was a very good uh bruce wayne in a very specific storyline of uh uh, uh from the, um the dark knight the dark knight returns yeah um uh, uh like that version which is not like the other two so that's like my top three but i can't really say that any one of them for me is quite kevin conroy so i just kind of feel conflicted one thing i'm really interested to see though is the evolution of bruce wayne under pattinson over like two more films you know because like we very much clearly haven't got to the playboy and will we start to get it in the next film and finally get it in the third film kind of a thing. Right. So like that, that would be intriguing to me. And what does that look like in that universe? But I don't, I'm not expecting that all it's going to beat out the other ones. I'm just saying I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Uh, And for the last thing on this picture here, um, yeah, no, Val Kilmer and George Clooney are not on this list, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well,
2: thank you for giving us your list. I find it surprising, but also interesting.
1: <clears throat> any, any, uh, any pieces of feedback from either of you? T? I
0: think, I think Val Kilmer slept on as a, as Bruce Wayne, if I'm being honest. Mm. Like the, 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 fil- the, the film itself was not great. But Val Kilmer, he delivered. He there was something about his. Say what you will about his Batman, and I didn't even really have an issue with his Batman per se. Some of the liner one liners were kind of cheesy, but Val Kilmer's Bruce, yeah, yeah, that was that was trash. But (laughs) um, yeah, like a lot of the scenes that he were in his portrayal of of Bruce Wayne was believable to me. It was probably Mm -hmm. the most believable thing in the entire film.
1: Interesting. Maybe I have to go yeah. back and see if I have I, yeah, a different yeah, yeah. feeling. I yeah, I will personally
2: say that I enjoyed Val Kilmer also as his Bruce Wayne Batman uh, perspective. Like, I would say that uh his, his costume did not do him any favors. However, I did like his attempts of showing a Batman side while attempting to show a more seasoned Playboy esque, like more businessman Playboy esque version of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. I would have liked to see Val Kilmer back back in his day in like a good director's hands as Batman. Uh, Cause like he, show, like in that shit, he shone through in my opinion.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I always loved that film as a kid, <laughs> but then I've rewatched some scenes and I'm like, I don't Doesn't really like it as much as, as, as it, I did. It does not hold up. But that, but that movie made kiss from a rose into a massive song. I was actually listening to seal talk recently and how he released it. And it wasn't, he, he had released that song for like a year and it was a failure. And then, um, the director Schumacher was like, he loved, he loved, uh, seal stuff and he'd asked him if he could like pull it up and put it into the movie. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts T? No, that was, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. any feedback from you, Omar or trauma? From that uh, conversation. I
2: think, I think you all <laughs> saw my reactions to, to your list. So yeah, like good. uh uh so I, I, I think I'm I will say that I found <laughs> your placement of Affleck's Bruce Wayne. The reason why I was surprised is because in my opinion, Christian Bale and Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton's um uh, Bruce Wayne's were, were those were the two alternatives, right, Tarz? Mm, yeah. Yeah. They had more screen time than Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Which is why I was a little surprised that you had placed uh, him as second. I would have thought that you, if you, I had a feeling you'd put him <clears> on the list, but I thought it would have been your last one. But I, I was—I I think I was like viewing screen time as a way of like gauging the interest of of the character. But you're right; like you don't like screen time does not equate to um, the effect the character can
1: have. Yeah, yeah. I—I I mean, it wasn't like yeah, I put him in order, but it—it it wasn't like a strong one two three in my mind it was more of like you're just people that i, I like and i don't really want to make a decision okay <laughs>
2: fair enough all right moving on to our last uh topic so i uh, had an interesting idea Ooh, uh sorry so we have a a message from jimmy chong kiss from a rose is the anthem of our generation he's not wrong yeah. definitely not wrong. Um, so in regards to, uh, the geeky bros, we've all been kind of, uh, well, during the holiday season, I definitely watched a whole bunch of stuff. And I know that, uh, you guys have also been checking out new things. So I thought it would be interesting for us to kind of do geeky bros recommendations based off the things that we've watched. Uh, now I will say that I have, uh, there is one recommendation that I have, but I wanted to know, Darcy, do you have one that you are willing to share of something that you've watched recently that you think other people will enjoy? (laughs)
1: Yeah, Blue Beetle. <laughs> I mean, I did watch it on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it before the Cop Podcast and then you were talking at one point about WB and I was like, "Oh, Blue Beetle <laughs> popped into my head." <laughs> oh, by the way, uh before I actually give a recommendation, um Blue Beetle is Literally has the same exact problem as um, Miss Marvel. Yeah. In every part that the family and the culture happened, it was awesome. And in every part that was superhero, it sucked. (laughs) Except for the costume. It looked amazing. Cool. I would say the
2: villain in that was also, yeah. uh,
1: Yeah, you know what? I can kind of see that. Like the superhero part is where it was weakest. Like there were elements that were good. There was elements that were bad. The the main th- female, I forget her name. She was horrible, like the actor, her character. I mean, she was, it was bad, um, but anyways, I digress. I just had to bring that up. Um, no, the the, sh- the the another thing that I watched on the plane that I would like to recommend, and am I going in like explaining it at this point or am I just if, giving you a title? Give the title and, and kind of like your two cents. Okay. um The brother's son. Uh, so I was just before I was getting on um, like my second flight to come back home. Um, I had heard, you know, just seeing people posting on social. Oh, this brother's son. I didn't even know about this film until I hear people say, "Oh, this this is amazing. It's not perfect, but it's amazing." Right. And I kept hearing that over and over again. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know what this was." And it's like, "Oh, there's a." there's a TV series with Michelle, yo, like, okay, that's interesting. And so I, I go download the whole season before I get on the plane. Cause you know, 20 hour flights, you need it. And, yeah. um, yeah so this basically features um let me give a kind of a synopsis on this so we have uh michelle yo here who is the mother of these two boys and as you can tell by their demeanor uh, they're very different and the reason being is that so she and her husband uh were part of one of the triad gangs in um in taipei in taiwan which is ironic because i was watching this while flying out of taipei but anyways <laughs> um and so uh And um, she decided at one point they made a deal, her and her husband, that she wanted to make sure uh, she wanted to basically separate from her husband and she wanted to raise her sons differently, but she made it an agreement with him that he could keep one son and she took the other son to Los Angeles. So the one son grew up very soft and um, not part of the gang and was completely oblivious to the fact that, you know, the family is part of the triad. And, uh, and the other one is an assassin who is, uh, nicknamed chair leg, because when he was a kid, he, <laughs> beat the hell out of somebody and killed him with a chair leg uh, and became a legend uh, for it. and he's he's just basically Asian John Wick. Put it that way. <laughs> like, <Okay. laughs> um, which I mean, John Wick is technically if you go back to the actor half Asian, but you get in the point what I'm trying to say here. Um, and so um, it, so it's a, it's an action comedy. And yes, it's not perfect. There are moments that are not perfect. But they're so insignificant to how much I enjoyed this thing. Once I start getting into it, I just want to keep watching the next episode. The fight choreography for the most part was like fantastic. Um, for nearly every uh, element of it. Um, the comedy is what like really like, it's just, it was so fun because it's like, there were moments that are like Dexter, like literally they are hacking people up with a saw in the kitchen like in a dexter like way and the the mother is just making like comments like make sure you clean up properly or like like, it's just like like in the in the the way that a mother would if you spilt milk right like an asian mom just being like make sure you clean up and it's like you're just like severing a head but it's just like so contrary to what the situation is and she's so unfazed by it Right, it's just, it's just, and then, and then, of course, the the younger son is like, what is going on? Like, what? Like, he's like the audience, like, like, what the hell is like happening here? Because he has no idea. Um, but he, over time, you know, he end up finding out that he's really smart. He ends up having this like really smart strategy. Like in the end, he has to make a very specific play to um win power over something. I don't want to <laughs> allude to what it is. But the decision he makes and how he plays something, you're like, holy crap. Once he says what he's like, this is why I did this, and you're like, oh damn, you are like, yeah, you you definitely part of the family. Um like you smart, but like he does he handles stuff in a different way. And then Michelle Yo is amazing. And the only thing I loved about this is that she she can fight in her character, but she's not a full martial artist. But at one point she does do something like she takes care of somebody and the two sons are like, wait, mom can fight. But the best part is, is that when she acts out the fighting scene, she's not a very good fighter. So I'm like, she's having to act as if she can do less than she can actually do in real life and i and i'm like that's how how good of an actor you are that you physically make it look like you don't know how to do what you actually are capable of except for one scene where she grabs like a a a telephone and like the cable moves in a certain way and i'm like okay you you just too good that just looked way too badass for your character in this moment but we all let that slide um and she just delivers as she always does she is like fire in 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 all of this and steals every scene and she's just like an amazing boss level character in this um especially how she like moves through um the community of like women uh and uses like how they all communicate to like suss stuff out and make decisions and makes plays uh uh, amongst the triad so overall it's it's just super enjoyable to watch and it's badass and um it's got like you know people getting hacked up and stuff all at the same time and yeah it's fun (laughs) like it's 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 weird how it's like it can be grotesque and hilarious at the same time so um yeah absolutely highly recommended i don't see people being disappointed unless they just don't want to watch a fun martial art film and they don't want to laugh at the same time so there it is if they have me sold i'm
2: i'm actually going to check that out as soon as i can
1: Absolutely worth it. Trust me.
2: T any, uh, suggestions from your end? Uh,
0: yeah. So the one that I'm, I started watching, I haven't finished it yet is, uh, blue eyed samurai, uh, or blue eye samurai. Um, yeah, it's a banger so far. I can't really say much because like I said, I haven't finished the, the series, but, um, so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's like, um, it's like a quest for vengeance storyline and yeah i'm really intrigued by it so far that's pretty much all i got it's solid far? all the way through. I, uh, I think i'm on either episode four or five but so yeah it's, halfway it's, through yeah it's action-packed very very bloody uh but highly entertaining and the animation is really solid i'm, I'm enjoying the storyline and the main character is really intriguing so yeah i'm i'm all the way in yeah uh i checked it out uh earlier as well i will say
2: that i i completely agree with everything you said um it i'm not gonna lie this thing caught me by surprise uh Mm -hmm. i thought it would be just like something i would like watch a little bit of maybe have it in the background sort of thing uh Mm -hmm. and but like it held my interest and Mm -hmm. i i was left like thinking about it after certain episodes as well it was and the action was dope like I don't like this style of animation very much. Like, and Darcy and I have talked about it. Like, when he's been giving me suggestions about anime, but like this style of animation has always bothered me. But for some reason, this, like, this, like, maybe the show is just that good. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, and the voice acting was really done well. And yeah, so like, um, I completely support your recommendation on this
1: one thing to add actually two points one for you, Omar. when it comes to the animation i think that they're starting to find their stride with a 3d 2d animation because i think that was rough in the beginning but they're leaning in and i think um into the spider-verse really showed people more yeah. and then people are pushing it and the other thing um tactics as you conclude this show um i would love to hear your thoughts whether on camera or off camera um Mm -hmm. related to the um biracial part of the dialogue that will get expanded as you get close like all to the literal last scene of the show Mm -hmm. it will be a topic of conversation throughout the Mm -hmm. the show
0: okay
1: yeah okay well uh yeah
2: i like for everyone watching uh I highly recommend uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai with tactics because yeah, like it's, it's a, it's a surprising gem on Netflix. All right. So uh, for my recommendation, uh, I will go uh, saying for something from Apple TV. uh, It's a comedy spy thriller show. uh, Oh, sorry. A British comedy spy thriller show called uh, Slow Horses. Um, It's uh, with Gary Oldman uh, as the main uh, lead. He basically, like this, this story is like based off of uh, a series of books. Uh, they're called the London Rules. So uh, what this show is about is Gary Oldman is this like he's not retired. He uh, basically he's a, like he's like a washed up spy from um, the Cold War, and he was MI5's at one point top Cold War spy, but he kind of had it get too real for him and he was like look I, I, I don't want to do this shit anymore so he kind of took over the office of something called Slough House which is basically like where all the fuck ups go like, this is not the, the best of the best this is like MI5's embarrassment that they can't technically fire but are at the level of like they go to work under him so that he can treat them like crap enough for them to be kind of like like either just quit or him to fire them to be like the last leg like mm-hmm. they are professionally humiliated and completely un uh uncredited uh in the spy world and it turns out for like three seasons that they've released so far uh, <laughs> like, they are basically the ones that need to kind of fix things that mi5 keeps messing up because They're the ones that no one expects anything of. And so therefore they are able to hilariously at times, other times really embarrassingly able to fix shit just in time for things from getting much worse. And I will say that the first season really caught my interest in that. Gary Oldman is one of the actors I consider to be a comedian, Uh, not comedian, sorry, chameleon.
1: Hmm.
2: He is, he takes over every role and I don't see Gary Oldman. I see his character. And he does it again. Like within the first five minutes of meeting him on screen, you're like, Oh, I know who he's like. But the thing is, when he starts like he's he's this guy that he treats people like crap, he's really mean, he is like the boss you're afraid to have at, at any job you work at. But he has a sense of loyalty that even though he hates these people, even though they're the worst of the worst, they're his people, and you don't mess with his people. And he comes out of retire or not retirement. He comes out of like, like being self-destructive and goes back to his days of being like a very shrewd and capable spy to protect his people from getting fucked over. So mm-hmm. I will say that like, it is, it is funny at times. It is surprisingly politically, uh, well, politically correct and also politically progressive in its storytelling because they basically use the fact that there are tropes in all these sorts of spy things and use them to kind of like turn them on its head. So I will say that this is a thoroughly enjoyable watch. If you're into spy stuff.
1: Nice. Sounds, Sounds intriguing. Mm. Yeah. Can I throw an honorable <clears throat> mention out since you said spy stuff and something sure. just concluded today? Jack sure. Reacher season two honorable mention. The season finale. I behind. The season finale. Phenomenal. It's really. All- Damn, you caught up already. Oh, you. I was. Ah. I, I, I was. I, I, I literally saved. Two, I was two weeks behind in Cabodia and I saved them for the plane. Rightfully. Um, 19 hours, you know, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Duh, and I, I just caught the season finale today. Just well, well handled episode. Like one of my worst pet peeves is like you. You make the climax of the season at the very tail end of the episode and then it like you have to like rush the ending no 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 no. they did they took their time they took their time
0: i can't wait man because I, I, it's eight episodes in total per season right yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i am i i, I stopped to watch the the final episode because the way they ended the seventh one oh my gosh i was like oh, damn it yeah. so I'm, b- I'm behind the most like I, i'm yeah. behind two eps right now
1: yeah no it's uh i looking at them as a whole season two better than season one like I remember I remember watching a video clip from um what's his name Richardson I forget his, his, his real name Alan uh, Al Richardson. Al, Al- yeah, Richardson. he was saying that he when he was coming off filming Fast X he got the script for for the second season and he immediately called up the like the screenwriter muted myself uh the, like the 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 main screenwriter for the show and he said we we're completely screwed because how are we gonna top this first third season <laughs> and, and I'm like yeah it's it, 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 it's it's so intense and you think like oh they're just gonna repeat the first season no and then they they, they built up with this that it's like yeah the third seasons gonna have to be like, Kind of a a return to form on the first season, but with something new because it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be hard. That third season, they're going to have to work extra long to get that flushed out because this one's well handled. Well, you know when when you have a good wrap up of everything in your story Mm -hmm. and they do a really good job of enhancing Reacher's character by making him go through a lot of character development while at the same time him expressing none of it (laughs) and you just seeing it. But you, he, he he never expresses a damn thing. Like, there's only a little bit, a little bit of stuff that happens in you. You're like, okay, he's changed a little bit. It's mostly for sex. Okay. <laughs> I
2: have a question for the two of you then. Uh, Tactics, you may not be able to answer this, uh, <clears throat> but like, so when Tactics and I talked about this before, we were about halfway through uh, Season 2 of Jack Reacher, and I was saying that I actually liked Season 1 better than, I, than I've than i seen so far for Season 2. Darcy, you've now stated that uh, you like Season 2 uh, better than Season 1, but would you say that it, it, it was going slower until the ending, or would you say that for you it's been like better than Season 1 from beginning to
1: end? I would say that the, the first couple episodes might have felt a little bit slower as they were like trying to introduce the cast but I I kind I, can't, I can't say that and at the same time say not entirely because the format is really what's a bit different so I think that your expectation is that it's going to be like he rolls into town he does these same things and then we, we meet a big boss. But it's not that kind of story. The first season is, like I just said, he rolls in town and, you know, takes out some people and fixes a problem. But this one is somebody's taking out the people from his past, and now they have to band together, and it gets intense. And they're fighting somebody who's um, a lot smarter than the, the people that he rolled into town to fix the problem of. And so it's... I don't know. Like, for me, it's just it has the elements of the first season. It takes away a little bit of the sweet charm of that town and replaces it with heavier, more emotional weight. And for me, I like it beca- more because the end really sets in the emotional weight and the quality of Reacher's character at the very end. And for me that that impact outbeats that um, change in form that might make you feel like, oh, it's not quite because I like the first one because it introduced all that stuff where I don't have to say, but sometimes we watch something and we're like, oh, I, I just really like that, that the first introduction sticks with me the longest. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard to beat that. Whereas this one's like it, it added an emotional weight that the first one didn't have. And so mm-hmm. it just did something I really, really love. Fair.
2: And T I know you haven't seen the last episode, but like. Would you say that uh, the latter half of Reacher, before the final episode, has improved your opinion of season two?
0: Yeah, definitely. I and think, you, and you and you feel it's
2: uh, improved on season one.
0: Yeah. So, so for me, I feel, I I agree. I agree with Darcy in in the sense that I feel like we had this expectation uh, going into season season two. And because it didn't meet that expectation, we I like, for, I, well, I can only speak for myself, but I think for me initially, I was kind of like, it felt in a lot of ways, it, it felt very much like a Reacher show, but also different. In a lot of ways as well, which makes sense because a lot of these stories they're pulling from the actual books, right? So right. there's always going to be a different kind of storyline to to kind of explore, and so that's kind of what I feel like we've gotten with the with with season two and in, in relation to season one, and I almost equate it to, um, not in terms of like the 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 show in terms of comparison, but like um, the show you that um, uh, on Netflix, right? Where it was like the fr- okay. I think they're in the fourth they're in their fourth season now. And like, I was like on board with the first three seasons because like the first season was really, really strong. And then like the uh, season two and three, they, they kind of built off of season one, but they like leveled up to a certain degree. But now it's to a point where now, now going into season four, it's like, it's gone from like this obsessive character who is trying to cover up his, 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 his dirty past and and for love and stuff and now it's become like a who done it mystery thing in season 4. So it feels like almost like a completely different show. Uh, right. that doesn't really work quite as well whereas with Reacher it it feels it feels like a the like it there's, there's there's a lot of similarities in terms of season 1 and season 2 but it also feels very different and refreshing if that makes sense. And so that's kind of why I'm like now going into like being like being it almost me having almost completed the the season. Now um I have much more of an appreciation for where the storyline was like was going and where it ultimately will end up based off of what Darcy's saying. So um I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it more than season one. Okay. Interesting.
1: Well, okay. I, when you get that season finale though bro trust yeah. gonna, you're gonna you gonna be happy mm-hmm.
2: all right well i am now very excited to checking out season of uh, the last two episodes uh reacher because i'm not saying i'm not saying the season two uh reacher was disappointing mm-hmm. in any regard i just found that i found it less interesting than the first season but it could be that, like I hadn't thought about the fact of the unconscious comparison to the first season in terms of
0: ex- expectation, you know what I think it also is? i th- I think because there's a lot more characters in 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 season two, so there's less yeah. focus on reacher Um, I mean, the show is still very heavily focused on him, but yes. to a lesser degree than um the first season was. And so now we're having to kind of like, be introduced sure. to these other characters and share the spotlight with a lot of them. Right. So like, I, I, it, it kind of throws off, throws, throws things off a little bit, but it's not enough for me to say like, Oh, like I'm not really into the second season. It just took a little bit of adjusting to get used to these new characters. Hmm. Yeah. I will not say that. Like I, again, I do not think season two is
2: disappointing. I've been enjoying season two. I just felt the season one was tighter and more, more interesting. However, <sighs> You guys may be right. I I may have unconscious bias uh, for wanting to have a repeat of a, a, and also a focused Mm -hmm. uh, reacher perspective. So, and again, like I haven't finished the story, and if the ending hits the landing, that could like retroactively make the the story much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm like almost done. So, like, uh, I could be at a lull that has just like feels like. It's a season-long lull as opposed to an appropriate uh, point. But, oh, no, that's that's really interesting. Thank you, Darcy. I, I'm i jealous, and I'm definitely going to try to catch up.
1: Well, I mean, all you got to just click a couple buttons and sit back, so it won't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. I'm going to volley you back to UT for our uh, closing remarks.
0: All right. Well, we want to thank you all wherever you are, whether you're watching at home or if you are listening. Um... Yeah, this is another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in. Please like, favorite, and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends about us. I'm your boy, Tactics.
1: Yo, it's just Darcy here. And this is
2: Big Geek Kumar. Live long and prosper, y'all. Have a great weekend. Peace. See you next week.